Melodrome Slane, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Let's just start this one off nice and easily by simply asking you individually, how's your day going so far? That's an older question. <laughs> That's a terrible question to start with. Well, no sleep, then work, then home. <laughs> it we, is... we all have quite horrible day jobs. <laughs> oh... Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I always hope it would simply be, yeah, we're fine. Thanks. And we move on. <laughs> but we had a cool rehearsal yesterday. And we are on a pathway as well, which we're going to get to in a moment. Before then, we are one third of the way through the year now. So far, do you think 2023, it's been a good year for you as a group so far? Uh, in a way, I would say... Um... Because we have now started to record the next album, and that's going very well so far. So now we're recording drums, and Daniel has been doing very well. Um, you can see we just uploaded today Daniel fading out the heavy drumming at the end of a song. And we have had a lot of fun with uh, the recordings. Uh, apart from that, well, <laughs> We finally get some media attention. So we're very happy to have this interview. And uh, I think we haven't had as many interviews on any release so far as we have on this single, Burn the Boats. Why, why do you think that is? What's different this time around for you? Well, I think one, and no, I'm only the one speaks. We're going to switch seats eventually, so other people speak more. Absolutely, the center of the attention. Well, anyone jump in when you've got something to say. I will always leave a pause to allow you to speak. Mm. Uh, but I think one big difference is, um, well, we've worked with different companies in the past. Uh, now we're very happy to work with Holly of uh, Deviate PR and uh, we know her because we have done some uh, online interviews and talks with her and had some streaming where we just chatted about different music related stuff and uh, so we were quite confident that we would be a good match both musically with her project uh, Disconnected Souls but also as a person. And uh, we also had the idea that we wanted to focus on getting interviews this time. So this has been a targeted effort by her to get us interviews. It's perfect timing. We're gearing up for the release of Burn the Boat, your new single out on the 26th of April and uh, taken from your upcoming second full album. Tell me then if you can about the vision you had behind this specific track did you have one yeah it, uh, it it is quite an interesting story because um burn the boats is uh one of two songs uh, that is basically has a topic around the mediterranean sea geographically uh, geographically mm. and thematically speaking and so the topic the lyrics of burn the boats started with 
um, doing research for the other song, which is the sister song that will be on the album. And um, that has is, of course, a non-related topic. And when started reading about it, we suddenly read about uh, this uh, EU policy uh, that affects uh, Greek local fisheries, where local fishermen are basically paid to burn their old uh, traditionally built boats. And that, of course, had quite some resonance for us living in northern Norway, because here we have those small scale traditional fisheries as well, uh, with also a long tradition of small uh, locally built uh, fishing boats. And here they people are not paid to burn those boats, but they are kind of pushed out of the business by big trawler industries and by kind of big businesses being able to buy up all the local fishing quotas so it really kind of resonated and then we thought let's since we have this topic of the mediterranean sea let's write a song about about well the traditional greek uh, fishing boats being burned uh, but then in the video, because of course we don't really have the funds to just travel to Greece and film there, then we thought it's perfect to just film around here and went out, unfortunately in wintertime, freezing out there with guitars and <laughs> stuff mm. while filming. Um, but then it made kind of really this kind of natural and nice connection between the two different contexts. It's not a common subject matter. It is an incredible story. And it's also something I think a lot of people wouldn't know about. And you will, by understanding your lyrical content and reading the story and hearing what you're saying there, almost want to read up and understand it better. Because it is automatically intriguing, you guys being Norwegian and, of course, um, covering a Mediterranean Greek-based issue here. Why do you feel particularly passionate about this subject? I think part of it is the tradition of uh, working at the sea that is very strong in Norway and mm. kind of want to push you into tell, speaking about that that has the strongest roots in that tradition. Well, in yeah. a way, it's on the other side of the world, but like you said, it is relatable. So uh, we feel that we can talk with some authority on the subject and, you know, coming from the same fishery background, we can lend a voice to those fishermen that find themselves in that position down in Greece. Well said. I, I almost feel like there'll be a deeper and bigger connection because you are attaching it to the Mediterranean, because you're attaching it to Greece. And obviously then that might resonate more with people who live within, not just Greece, but Europe in general, um, you know, along with that coastline, up and towards even the UK, which has its own fishing issues too. So it's a common thing. In the end, it's kind of this uh, background of local ways of living being destroyed by capitalism, basically. So mm. I think that is maybe a topic that is more prominent on the upcoming album compared with the previous that was more fantasy oriented. This, in a way, we have this idea of a modern mythology that, uh, like you had, all legends were kind of a way of talking about their issues of their time the a modern mythology would of course reflect modern issues but placed in kind of the same epic narrative with with also this song which is both very tragic but also has this very heroical theme that is kind of 
in line with this classic tales of heroism and community and providing for the community. And also what I think is really important, and I think this kind of building that bridge between the Greek and the Norwegian context shows it and has to show it very clearly because when talking about this, you know, capitalism destroying local industries, mm. there is there are too many voices, in my opinion, that think that nationalism is an answer to those problems. And we're not on that line. And I think mm. it's really important, therefore, to kind of to be very clear about it, because especially also in the metal context, there are too many bands that when they are politically engaged, it's kind of this, you know, there are, there tend to be right-wing tendencies. And I think, therefore, especially as a metal band, I think it's very important to be very clear about when we talk about local industries being destroyed and fighting against death, it's not in a nationalist context, but it's in a context of international solidarity. You don't want to be misunderstood. Yeah. Do you think Burn the Boats musically encompasses what listeners will experience overall, with the new album do you think it's a good example of exactly who you are right now yeah it's a it's a new song but uh i feel that it's unmistakably us in a way it's hard to point your finger on it but uh i guess we have our own little unique sound both sound wise and maybe how the songs are arranged and mm. so we have a bit of a hybrid like oh there's a sudden outburst of blasting in a song that sounds like it could be rooted into sad blues where did that come <laughs> from it's interesting it's weird hopefully we like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have touched upon it. it is one of the most fascinating things about listening to this extreme metal elements combined with classical influences progressive twists it can be a journey and experience listening to and it's a challenging combination so i have to ask you how much experimentation has gone into finding your sound in particular when it relates to burn the boats and this upcoming record well i think mostly it starts with a melodic idea and then uh, the others we we try to build upon that like uh, i can come like okay this melody goes so and so and so how would this drum beat feel it? Because for me, I usually hear the drum beat in my head when I hear a melody being uh, played for me. So I would suggest my way of interpreting my drum beat onto that. And if they like it, then we can move on with that. But I'm not alien to like a mid song completely changing it if we find something that, hey, what about this idea instead? Um in a way, I don't think we're really searching for our own sound. Mm. I think this is the only way we could sound us three coming together. Uh, so, for example, I had another band project and it didn't sound like Dream Slain because there was another person in it. But at the same time, I could see that what I was bringing definitely was some ideas that were in the Dream Slain universe. Because that's how I write. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes for everyone. I think you have the same with your other band. That uh, you bring the same way of thinking music into it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think on the previous album, there was not a conscious search 
mm. or uh, a specific sound, but it was more the evolution of songs, some of the songs being quite old and some being quite new, and they show more how we have developed as a band than like a conscious search. And there is also kind of how the new album will be different. It's written in a short time period, and uh, it's more much more consistent because of that, not because we have decided that it should be this way or that way, but because that's kind of the sound that we're hearing right now. In two years' time, it will probably be a different sound. Mm. I think also what is a bit interesting with 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 our band is that um, because I completely agree with what you said that we don't really put effort into experimenting to find our sound, but I rather think that our sound comes naturally and is in a way the natural and logical conclusion of our quite different musical backgrounds. So every one of us kind of brings what we have been doing and what we love doing into the band. And since we, I think what really unites us is that we are really open-minded about music. Mm. I think none of us listens to only one genre. We have quite diverse musical interests and that also makes us want to check out new things. And because quite often it happens that in the rehearsals, one of us says, oh, you know what, the other day I found this new band or I started, I checked out a band I knew once more and I got this and this idea. And then we start jamming and then suddenly a new concept emerges. It's, you make it sound so simple. You make it sound so natural. It's incredible to hear that. And I love the fact that you do acknowledge that time experience uh, what you listen to, what you what what happens around you will affect and change and put you in a different direction. But as long as it works for you as a group, it works. And that's just incredible. What has been for you then as a group, some of the more challenging aspects of working on this new record compared to the debut? Hmm. I, yeah, we we added my old nemesis, the metronome. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, without patting myself too much on the back, I feel it's getting along much better now. Back in the old days, it was just an annoying demon gnawing on my neck. I felt <laughs> when I was uh, recording, and probably now we are more conscious about the songs. Like when we started. We, we, were, we had a bit more childish approach, I will say. We were just gathering to make metal and have fun. Uh, of course, there were meanings to the song. They had uh, a message, but it, it weighed less, so to say. So maybe now we try to actually do more of it uh, for myself. When I make uh, the drum drums for the band i'm trying to picture myself standing in the pit listening to this live and how i would feel if someone played this beat to me so i like to play for someone to stand there and experience it so i hope and uh, hope and pray that i can deliver them a good experience especially if they are interested in drums in particular incredible how are you two? Do you can you think of anything that's but has been particularly challenging? I'm kind of thinking that um basically for us 
the challenge is not at the recording phase. It's when mm-hmm. we are to kind of promote the music and get people to hear it. And then we're suddenly told you need to fit in this or that box. Uh, while the songwriting, it comes naturally. We have not written a song that we didn't want to write. Mm. Uh, then we would just wait and, okay, we'll wait with this song. Maybe something else shows up. So it's not, never, we have never had to force ourselves for to get the songs for the album. And I don't really feel we're forcing ourselves when we record it. Of course, there will be some re-recordings of some parts, and but that's part of the job, and we're much more confident about doing it now. Uh, so I think really kind of the first part, the fun part of making the songs, playing together, and also now recording them. Uh, we did uh, a new song yesterday, and Daniel nailed it in two drum takes. <laughs> This is a nine-minute song. Um, So I don't think that is a challenge. The challenge is really when we go out and have to kind of say, this is what we do, and we want Mm. you to like it. And then people say, no, but it doesn't fit that box. Mm. So I think the box issue, that what should we call this music? How should we promote it? What is actually our audience is the difficult part. And I don't think that will be any less difficult with this album compared to the previous. I think I, I, I have kind of, I have noticed that I have a bit more of those thoughts now with the second album that we, in a way, we have to continue what we started in a way, because with the first, it's just, we have all this music, we want to bring it out to the world. And now the first album is there. And with the second one, it's in a way, what if, for example, sometimes I think for myself, what if the people who gave a very favorable review to the first album will review the second album and saying kind of what has happened to this band? Mm. They were so great. They were so promising, you know? It's kind of, so it's kind of to continue what we started in a way, but continue in a way that makes it something different, which then again, for us is really natural. Yeah. But will the same people like it or will maybe new people like it? So it's a bit, yeah, I think it's this part of the mm. interaction in a way with the audience or not interaction with the audience, but it's it's kind of, what reactions will there be? Well, when yes. you're speaking about the audience, I think we actually have done one thing. We we see and we ask the people that show up to the concert, you know, was there anything in particular you liked? And uh, we have built on, on those inputs when we mm. see the songs that maybe stands out, that gets people activated more and more um, engaged. And uh, at least uh, for my part, when I see a song, gives that positive triggering to an audience, I get motivated, okay, maybe we should build on this framework here, because this seems to be what our uh, tiny faithful crowd likes. Mm. Mm. The thing is, there's no right or wrong way to do this. You know this. Uh, you can you could get sometimes it's luck, sometimes it's talent, sometimes it's skill. It's the right person, it's the right time, it's the right social media presence for a brief period and so on. The, it's always going to be a challenge, and the challenge is as much about not just getting the name of Dream Slain spread throughout, um, 
your own country, but to the wider world. It's that part, overcoming that to getting it into ears. And as you said at the start, talking to people like myself and others and promotion of the single, it's small things, but it will make the difference. And uh, it does feel different this time around in regards to the second album, the build towards it. And of course, the fact that we are literally what, what is the date? The two weeks away from Burn the Bolts as well. So there is already a notable difference in buzz. I presume you're noticing that too. Yes, uh, absolutely. And in a way, it's kind of, we hope that this means that we are, will get more recognition for the music. At the same time, I think we are all very skeptical. Will this time be when things start to happen or will it again be... Uh, like with the album, we got some attention, but it died out quite fast and uh, a bit slower than uh, it's really. Um, I think we had hoped more would happen mm. with the album, and I think kind of that makes us a bit concerned now. Yeah, how will this go? Uh, and also, kind of, you have this pressure to be on social media all the time of course that is a challenge that is probably the worst part of being in a band (laughs) because uh since we all have day jobs we don't have the time for this daily social media presence you don't have a social media manager no not yet (laughs) but we would still need to create the content to post anyway so It's, it's, there is no, as I said already, there is no ultimate way to do this. You just do the best you can and you're right to stay realistic, but also, you know, uh, everyone will do that little bit as much as possible. Our little tiny corner of the website here in the UK will do the best we possibly can. As I said at the start, you're representing one of our local small bands um, as well. So clearly there's some sharing going on there. Have That has actually been quite fun because we have had this, it reminds me very much of this old uh, tape trading this that was of course before our time but really when uh, we and world 16 or this souls send and buy and support each other and basically it's we could have just dropped the money part and just sent each other cds and t-shirts and the only one that gets richer by this is the postal service <laughs> With this, I actually also wanted to add, I think this is also something that has grown. Uh, And I would say that's our network in in the underground scene, maybe. Mm. And this has been so rewarding. And Mm. also there again, it's kind of, would we want the big fame, you know, like touring full time as a huge band? I think, I think in a way I would kind of, I wouldn't want to miss the underground part mm. of what we do in music because the underground scene is just so nice. There are so many amazing people to meet and there is so much, you know, the, the mutual support, really appreciating music, appreciating art, doing art because we love it and not yeah. because we want to make money on it. So I think there is a bit of that as well and well, I really wouldn't want to well, miss it. I don't think the underground scene will be rid of us that easily because in the metal scene you need to be that big to actually be able to call it a full-time yeah. commitment mm. again. Yeah. Mm. 
Uh, the future does look after us for now. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, because the future does look particularly, particularly bright. As we just said, the burn the bolts is out on the 26th of April. That is going to be the next single. That is going to be the latest dream slain experience. Now we have obviously danced a lot around talking too much about the new album because it's still ongoing. I will just ask you simply this: uh, are we likely to see it released this year? That is the goal. Yeah, yeah, but it's kind of a bit. It's it's looking very much towards kind of November, December, Latter definitely, end. and quite yeah. likely could be January, yeah. February next year. The challenge there is that it actually can't be December because that's when all the big bands release. So staying in the gr- underground, either we have to release it by November, mm. or it will be ready. But the PR campaign will be in January, February. You know what? When it comes, it comes. It's going to be very, very exciting nonetheless. And it just means until then, uh, we can just enjoy listening to Burn the Boats over and over again because it is an incredible track. 26th of April. Dreamstain, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. thanks, thanks to, to you. you as well. Yeah. Um, thank you for reaching out because it was very cool that you wanted to talk with us after giving that very great review of our album. So we want to thank you for that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL. Games, horror, and heavy metal. What else is life for?